Okay, what's the next video gonna be? Shit! Ah, I forgot Trigun. Wow. Didn't that come out months ago? You're hella late, bro. Why are you even here? To get a full body pic of my avatar finally in the video? And because I love annoying you, sweetums. Ugh, fuck. You're not even in this video. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Token Cast Reviews. I'm your host and sometimes referee, the friendly neighborhood Zach Sat Pearson. And today we are rejoined by she who is possibly damn near the exact same height and weight as Millie's best friend, a one Peachy Clover. Wait, does that I say something there? Hi! <laughs> I'm Peachy Clover. I do cosplays most recently. Been doing uh, Vash the Stampede, but mainly known on Twitter as Bayonetta Cosplayer. And I am not going to edit that out because that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I just didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, oh, wait, that's me. Oh, I'm supposed to say something. You know, if you want to eat during the course of this, feel free. Okay. Uh, I get the feeling you hungry. Um, Honestly, I am a little bit hungry, but I'll probably just wait. But I digress. Um, all right, so uh, the topics are as follows. Number one, we're going to discuss, or you're going to let me know how you feel about the 3D formatting. Do you like it? Do you hate it? And how do you grade it? There is no S tier. You can say A tier, A plus, or you can say Z. There is no S tier. No S tier. Second, the character redesigns, you know, love them, hate them, or just indifferent, your call, your choice. Uh, third, the story slash narrative slash plot, you know, those three words that literally damn near mean the same thing. Um, number mm -hmm. four, what do you want to see in season two? Besides Millie, everyone's going to say Millie. But it's Millie. I miss her. You realize she would step on you, right? I know, but she would be nice about it. You know what? I'm not going to say that because you know, I, I get in some trouble. Number five. Listen, Millie's a saint. Sure. Millie's a saint. She is. She yeah, is. What am I talking about Millie? Moving on. Uh, the action sequences or the, uh, you know, action choreography. How do you feel about it as a collective whole? What are some standout moments, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, you know, whenever you're ready, you know, go ahead and uh, knock out number one. Uh, okay, so with 3D formatting, it's usually a uh, hit or miss in general, not just in this context. But I feel like, okay, first of all, question, are we... Yeah trying to look at Trigun Stampede as a standalone thing, not comparing it to the other pieces of Trigun Media? Oh, or no, actually, I we... encourage a uh, comparison. And also, just to be clear, this is not a uh, spoiler-free uh, spoiler review. You spoil whatever the fuck you're going to spoil. You put them eggs out in the sun next to some milk and you let that shit rot. Yes. 
Okay, sweet. So that makes it a little bit easier. So I think that Trigun, it works better to have Trigun in general be um, 2D animation because you just can't capture the... Um, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain it. You just can't capture the sort of... Uh, supernaturalness that is Vash the Stampede and his abilities in terms of fighting and just how he is in general. It just doesn't translate well into a 3D format. Like, it's not just his fighting and his movements and, like, his weird little um, ways that he does things. It's just, in general... Vash needs something that's not 3D. I don't know. I just can't explain it. The 3D formatting, I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put it to probably a C tier because it's nice in some areas, but honestly, I think it needs to stay in a 2D format. And honestly, what I would have done is I would have preferred, honestly, Studio Trigger to do a 2D version of Trigun. I think that would have been amazing. Huh. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. I honestly thought you would be... <laughs> I'm not even mad. I just legitimately thought you would think the exact opposite. But, oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say this, though. Uh, I did... You know, some more research and thing. I don't know if it was you or Exile I was telling about this, but for some reason, I couldn't get the show to run in 60 FPS or 30. Turns out it's not even made in 60 or 30. They did like 51 FPS oh. or something. Because they're like, why am I seeing these jumps and skips? They don't make any sense. And then I realized or I remembered, yeah, for some reason, many, many Japanese developers and uh, directors want to have their shows almost simulate that they're animated in like a two frame or a three frame system so even though they can do a full motion they will force them to not do it much like guilty gear strive if you're familiar with uh, that game franchise mind you i know it's an artistic choice but it's a stupid artistic choice it's a very fucking stupid artistic choice not to mention if your artistic style makes me think that there's something wrong with my internet, my TV, and my video editor. Even if it's only for like four seconds, I feel like you should go back to the drawing board. I mean, it works for some things, like Into the Spider-Verse. It works for that. I worked at a cinema at the time when that one came out, and I had a lot of people like... One of the um, customers come out and they're like, um, I think there's something wrong with the movie. It's kind of cutting weird. It looks like I should have 3D glasses on. And we're like, no, that's just how the movie is. Yeah, like if so, you have that problem, you should rethink your, you reevaluate your shit. All I'm saying. Yeah, it's just if you're going to do it, commit to it, not make it only happen every once in a while. It needs to be consistent all the time if you're going to commit to it. So I think 3D formatting in general it works for some things but i don't think it captures the vibes of trigun in the world that trigun is i don't think it captures that especially when um if you've ever read the trigun and trigun maximum, maximum. mangas go ahead then the um <laughs> 
Well, I just want to point out that a lot of things, one of the big reasons why I like uh, Trigun Maximum so much is that just the little um, character faces, like the little um, like chibi versions of over-exaggerated faces in the different panels, kind of like in uh, Demon Slayer, how they have that. Demon Slayer, they're able to portray that because it's a mixed a mixture of 2D and 3D formats. So they're able to make those faces that are like the fun little like... It's the kind of things that people put like their profile pictures on Twitter because it's such a cute little funny face in the corner for like a reaction face. But it doesn't work in a 3D format. So then it takes that silliness and funness away from Vash the Stampede that made him a lovable goofball idiot in the first place. <laughs> If that makes any sense. No, I understand. You are not a fan of the aesthetic because they didn't commit. They pretended to commit. Uh, I think I'm counting the same boat because I don't hate the idea of a Japanese cartoon being 3D animated. And I think people who think that a Japanese cartoon animated is somehow lesser than are just fucking nerds. (laughs) But that's not even offensive. Yes, it is. Look up the actual definition, jackasses. But I just think that they're unnecessarily gatekeeping. Right? I'm assuming mm-hmm. you mean something like this, design-wise. I dropped links in the Discord. I don't know if you can see them. No, I can see, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's, it's different. I can show you different examples, like send you them separately, but he yeah, just makes um, like I'm videoing really ridiculous. So the YouTubers will be oh, able cool. to see anything that you put up. Okay, well, I'll have to look into some of this stuff, but it's just a lot of like fun little faces that he makes, and it kind of just ruins um, what is Fash the Stampede, in my eyes at least. Because he's just a silly little goober guy. I have not heard the word goober in 20 years. Thank you for bringing that back. <laughs> You're on the I wrong think, parts of the internet, then. I think that's a classic. You yes. need to be calling people goofy goobers. Yeah, he's a silly little goober man. Yes, I've seen like... SpongeBob, I'm aware. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. And joining Just... us, uh, our final member of the almost at this point five to six person Trigun review, we are bringing back a one Jupiter Exile. Glad to meet you. Hi, Glad welcome. to meet you, uh, Peachy. Glad to be here again, Zax. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you both. Uh, as mentioned, you know, I don't know what happened in between you two, but the minute my interviews with you guys went up, um, that was when I had initially made partners. So, you know, I was always planning to try to spread the wealth back and, you know, cross promote with anything you guys have planned anyway. So the fact that I can get Appreciate you both it. at the same time, just, you know, icing on my cake hope it's a chocolate cake you and this chocolate woman <laughs> god damn is this chocolate uh, lightning to strike twice <laughs> well i mean the having the senior vice president editor-in-chief of marvel confirm in a room full of a hundred hundreds of people or about a hundred people everyone on the internet is lying to you about comics going the way of the dinosaur or being shitty compared to you know japanese stuff uh business is booming and it's been booming better than it has in a long time you know, that did pretty well. So, you know, lightning may not have struck twice, but I got close. Um, 
True. Yeah. So moving in. Uh, so we are at question one, which is 3D formatting of the current series. Do you like it? Where do you grade it? No S tier. Uh, just to be clear, you know, should you feel the need to spoil something, you better fucking do that shit. You better take them eggs out of the carton and you better just sit them on the side of a sewer road or some shit. You spoil the bejesus out of it. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. Clover's actually read the manga as well, so she can spoil things more than most people understand. Hell yeah, I did. Yeah, a lot of people... It's been a tier. long time for me since the Trigon manga. Yeah, um, I'm glad, you know, I, I got someone who's uh, read it more recently because people don't realize it, but, you know, back in the day, a show didn't just magically become... You know, a show because the manga did well inst instantly. There used to be a yeah. waiting list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trigun technically started in like the 90s. Then it took like five years to get the, the show. And then the show didn't even really go past, well, basically the first or the first two arcs of the entire series. And people to this day still don't realize it. Is there actually a gecko ending for the anime? Huh. I didn't remember that about the end of the manga. Yeah, um, and huh. well, and remember, it became two. There was Trigun, then it went into Trigun Maximum. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, right. the 98 anime, it ended where, um, the original Trigun story ended instead of Trigun Maximum story ending. I hate when that happens because there are so many people who think a show ended wrong and they don't realize like bro they just couldn't afford the second season or you gotta wait maybe 10 years for the second season which the fact that that's even a thing disturbs me and but then they won't read the manga i'm just like okay so you don't want to support it but you want to get new material did it not occur to you that you know you have to put the carton before the horse or vice versa homie <laughs> it's like they're allergic to reading i swear Oh yeah, I suppose Trigun Maxim didn't actually conclude until 2009. Nope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, well, I mean, like I said, one went directly into the other. And it's way more common than a lot of North Americans realize for a manga to do that. Not necessarily have a sequel that comes directly after it, but it's very common for if a manga has a sequel series, the sequel series might not never get animated. It's not just exclusive to Trigun. And I honestly mm -hmm. hate it. And that's actually what made me get into reading and looking for mangas be a little bit more. Because with a comic book, if I know the publisher, I can order the issues. There's a barcode on it. I can get that thing or I can pick up where I left off. And then if I get a TV show, you know, that one in a million thing, I'm happy. If I get a movie, I'm happy about that too. Those are still rare. People just think they're not rare because of Marvel, but no, comic book adapted movies, comic book adapted games are still rare. They make up less than 5% of all entertainment media in the past 20, 30 years, less than 5%. It's rare. So I was overjoyed at the idea of, you know, potentially, oh, they're bringing, they're finishing Trigun. No, they're rebooting it. Well, they better finish it this time. <laughs> Um, that being said, so we've already uh, gotten Clover's opinion for option one, but um, mm -hmm. I would love to hear yours, Mr. Exile. So broadly speaking, I am well and truly in favor of a 3D format. I loved watching. This is Studio Orange, whose previous work is on Beastars. It was fantastic. Very, mm -hmm. very expressive characters. And before that, they were doing Land of the Lustrous, which 
is, shows off more of their like kind of flowing combat animations, and we get to kind of see that again because there's some fights in B Stars, but it's not on the same level. And Stampede is back to like super heroics level action, so we really get to see them go ham. I think they overused a little bit this kind of 360 panning around the action shot, which I found to be cool the first time, but maybe a little disorienting. Uh, but apart from that, it was rad. Um, and some of the effects they got for, like, uh, Wolfwood's armaments uh, were really good. And Vash fighting with the pistol in the Tonfa stance was really cool. I had other issues with that that I'll bring up when we get to, like, character breakdowns and analysis. But overall, I'm very in favor of 3D and a huge fan of the studio. Well, that's a very interesting uh, opinion. I'm not going to state why, but I will tell you this because I was telling Clover about it earlier. I don't know if it was you or her, but I couldn't figure out if my internet was a problem after I got it upgraded finally. Uh, for those who don't remember listening to this, um, there was a lot of content that got canceled because I learned the very, very hard way that my address that I'm currently living at hadn't been registered with the fucking state mind you that's out mm. of my control so i couldn't even get comcast to come down here because as far as they were concerned oh, my boy. address didn't exist then they showed up four times in a row and didn't do anything and then the fifth time they actually did something mm, gotta love that yeah my landlords i can't even blame my landlords it's more like the managers of the building who aren't the landlords they didn't register my own address that was so fucking annoying Imagine That's trying nuts. to get a state ID when your address hasn't been registered with the state you live in. That was no fun. Kidding. Might even do a whole video on that one day, but you know, that would be just a rant at that point. Um, <laughs> but we did find out, because I couldn't tell via internet upgrade, TV type, frame rate adjustment, computer, broad download, and video editor. Why am I seeing skips? This ain't into the Spider-Verse. Well, I mean, <laughs> it kind of was. So, Trigun, at least the versions that we have access to, all of us collectively, apparently is either 55 or 51 FPS show. But because I mean I am so versed in the well that is cinematography and video editing, I immediately caught it, but I couldn't tell if it was an error on my part or if it was literally okay there's a glitch and error and someone needs to let Hulu know because, you know, they got the streaming rights. Mm -hmm. Turns out they just made it that way and they didn't tell nobody because that's a smart idea. Mm. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If it works aesthetically, I'm cool with it. But if I can't tell if your aesthetic is a problem or not, then that should immediately make you think we should rethink this. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, moving on. Uh, Clover, go ahead and start off with the character redesigns. How do you feel about them? Um, well, I'm also going to have to, are we like, okay, first of all, are we doing a tier ranking for each one of the questions? Or are we only doing that for number one? I only plan for number one, but I'm not going to stop you if you do it for other ones. All right. So character are you about to turn into a fashionista? Uh, well, I am quite particular about um, clothing and fashion in general. I'm just going to say that I'm not the biggest fan about the redesigns. I'm just because... going to say that I am correct, and that's exactly what you're about to do. Continue. <laughs> so, 
It's there. The spirit is there. They kept the core colors for um, every all the characters and everything, so I can't be too angry about that. And I know that they're trying to appeal to a um, newer, mostly younger audience as well. So they're going to have to change some things to be a little bit different. But just you can't beat the red, the red like fucking coat from the original Trigun series. You just can't beat that. It was definitely better. It's so good. It's so good. It just it sold the post-apocalyptic world more than having a long jacket with like a fucking sweatshirt on it did than Meryl's outfit because it feels more modern and that's not oh, what... Oh, she's just not holding back. <laughs> I'm gonna tear it up. Tear it into fucking pieces. Basically, the spirit is there, but really, it just doesn't sell me on the um, environment. It just seems like this is just clothes that anyone would wear at any point in time like in like newer age i mean like modern days so really it doesn't really sell me on the fact that this is like a dystopian sort of world where they hardly have clean water they hardly have like enough electricity and all that it just seems too um clean i guess too clean and neat so you just you can't beat that old style because it sold it a lot more for me, especially with like Vash's coat because he's hiding all this fucked up parts of his body underneath that. And like, it's just, yeah, that's my opinion. Also, I want more of Wolfwood's like boobalicious pecs. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> or right. We're missing you, you, out. You- he didn't have his his, uh, his shirt open as often. No, did he? he didn't. He didn't have his pecs. Where's his muscles? It's gone. So, I love the character. X, <laughs> I love the X factor that comes with never knowing what someone's gonna say anytime I record. But then there are sometimes, and I'm just like, did I hear that right? <laughs> no, you heard it right. That's what all the Trigun spaces I'm pecs. in. His delicious I mean, yeah, pecs. I, I mean, I thought you were going to bring up how stupid it is. He's in a desert and he's not wearing socks, but okay. Well, a lot of people have pointed out that whole like, oh, he looks ridiculous with his like loafers and like fucking in a above the ankle pants. In a but desert. someone else pointed out that it's actually a specific shoe wear that um, people with more desert environments, they wear them. They're specifically made for sand. I forgot what they were called, but someone pointed it out. And I also want to point out the something that somewhat... A lot of people are upset about is the um, lack of darker skin tone for Wolfwood has definitely been a big factor. People have a lot of complaints about, which Did I also have, have a complaint about. I don't, I don't yes. remember that. He is generally more tan than the other characters in the stories. And he also has a different nose shape. He has a more hooked nose than the other characters so it feels like a lot of people feel like that's erasing what could have been his um racial identity and the kind of connections with him and his um beliefs and whatnot so that's a big complaint that was always on some level gonna be 
not necessarily intentionally offensive, but there was always going to be some source of contention relating to him because I don't know who woke up and keeps telling the random, not all Catholics, just so we're clear, but the Catholic and the Catholic delineated people that if you don't like somebody using your religious iconography in some way, shape or form in a country that has freedom of expression, you complaining is not going to change that. Like, I don't get why people still want to whine. It's not that I don't think you shouldn't complain about something you don't like. It's more like there are situations when I know nothing's going to get done about it. Why waste everyone's time with even posting it? Wolfwood is also not the only example of uh, Christian imagery. Yeah, he's like legitimately not. Yes, he's he's definitely. just the more most obvious part of the motif and the coolest. <laughs> yes, he is the coolest. For Absolutely sure, sure. the coolest. Uh, yeah. I hand that over. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's uh, it's funny I, though. Uh, I didn't think about the outfits almost at all when I was thinking about uh, the character redesigns, except for Vash because his his mechanical arm being obviously notable is mm-hmm. a huge pivot in the way the character is presented. So so that was an element yes. I picked yeah, up that on. that kind of bothered me. For yeah. sure, yeah. Me too, me too. Especially when, like, you know... Well, you, some people might what be listening and watching. They don't know. But his mechanical arm is actually a gun. It's a hidden gun that he uses on very rare occasions. So the one that he has right now is very big, very flashy. It doesn't make him kind of hidden more because he wants to not stand out because you know he's a man on the run so having the flashiness of that big giant arm is definitely um not attributing to that at all and then the more modern take of the punisher is also quite a bit disappointing to me but Mm. it could just be uh, my little opinion so um, I, I see the I see the modernization of Wolfwood's weapon as being just part of a symptom of the general power level being really dialed up for Stampede, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that uh, like it all factors back for me into the fact that Stampede isn't a Western at all. It's just no. a sci-fi show, mm-hmm. and that that feeds back into what you were talking about before about like clothing choices and people not having dusters, and that was frustrating to me for most of the series watch. And then I realized at the very end, July is still there, and there's mm-hmm. still a lot of industry that's based out of July. So the actual resource level that people are supposed to be at and the, the level of desperation that's supposed to exist is, like, unclear to me. It seems like they probably could have spared part of the runtime to set that up better. Um, yeah. And I was kind of lost as to what we were intending to do there. Well, we know what he going to say for number three. Not, not going to lie, though. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm trying to make sure I stage uh, everything out. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think I've already told yeah, you, like, yeah. you've never said I'll anything, at least to my knowledge, topic. on this show that didn't already feel informative or just, you know, like it fit what you were trying to, you know, uh, convey. But I've already said it in my segment, but I can't stress it enough. I did like the story, but the aesthetics were out of sync on so many levels. The minute they get on that train, it was like the show couldn't figure out what it wanted to say about the world. As far as, you know, it's how it's how it stands out. July over here looked like fucking Las Vegas in the the year 3000 and shit. But Vash and where Knives shows up and he's running from him. That looked like it came out of Spaghetti Western that just discovered, I don't know, oil or electricity. 
And I'm just sitting up here like, okay, this tonal, someone, how did they not notice this tonal shift? And then let's not forget the rave neon gaslight army people that don't exist in the manga. <laughs> what? It's not those guys, problem. those guys I actually buy as like original Trigun okay. They're mm-hmm. a little more dialed up than before, but the um, originally the, the plot on the sand steamer, they did get raided by like fabulous bandits. Yeah, cool. they're he's, fabulous he's bandits. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. likes to be flashy. He likes to be fabulous. They weren't, they weren't neon flashy before, but they were still, it's still the same flavor. So I, mm-hmm. I forgive that one. Yeah, but yes. I don't hate them. It was just that's when I first started realizing, okay, I think there's a tonal problem here with the aesthetics. There, there was a tonal problem because you've got mm-hmm. them coming in and like the side cut cutaways with uh, Merrill and old investigator dude. Name is failing me. Um, Robert De Niro. Just say yeah. Robert De Niro. Let's call him what he is, Robert De Niro. At the same time, you've got, like, Wolfwood's childhood friend who's, like, been drug-addled and mind-controlled attacking. So uh. it's completely different levels of seriousness uh, on, on those sides of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things I could say about the um, story and plot. We're almost it's there. All- it's all coming there, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are there are maybe like two things I wanted to get about the character redesigns before we move off of those. Well, on we the, were on still the general sense. you were going next, yeah, yeah. so you know, go right ahead, <laughs> sir. All right. So um, on the broad sense, I like that we get to see more of Wolfwood's like background and what's going on with that, and I feel like that was more thoroughly explored than they got to do in the '90s series, which is cool. Knives is like more relatable which is a weird choice because knives in knives in the 90s trigun is just the devil he's like the the worst person he's almost the worst person you could imagine legato is a step nastier because legato is like the ultimate human evil and the human element is like important to the storytelling in 90s trigun it's like it says a lot that in the end legato has to be killed but knives is not killed in the end of 90s trigun um, but moving on from that, we see a lot more of Knives. We uh, explore his uh, I- ideas more, and that goes into more of like a xenology type of theme, which is more in line with the sci-fi. So there, there's like a, a better through line there than anything else that's going on in the plot. Yeah, because um, we didn't actually learn a lot about him the first go around cartoon wise. Yeah. Um, I just know, oh, he's just somebody that Knives messed up. The end. It was like, mm-hmm. no, I would like details. <laughs> he and, has. Um, you first. Oh, I was just... Uh, Legato has a certain reason why he's following with Knives. It goes over in the manga, basically. Um, knives kind of sort of spares him slash saves him from this um, town that Legato was in when he was younger. He was basically being, um, let's say, essayed repeatedly from this group of people, from other men and presumably other women. And then Knives on his killing spree going through the different towns, he killed everyone. And when he was about to go for um, Legato, um, he saw that Legato had nothing left to live for and he didn't really care that his life was about to be taken and Knives just on a whim (laughs) decided he was going to take him in so 
basically he sees how uh, Legato hates humanity just as much as Knives does. So it's kind of like that. Even misanthropes need friends. (laughs) And Legato (laughs) in the 90s Trigon, as well as in the manga, is a hugely imposing character, barely Mm -hmm. says anything. And his depiction in Stampede is almost like catty or petty. He, mm-hmm. He's such a weirdly downgraded character. Don't from talk he about was my hair. Like, are you the same person? Oh bitch? my god! Are you a spam? Oh my what gosh. the fuck! I was I literally getting mad. <laughs> that was the worst character assassination of the whole uh, thing. Yeah, so they, they also did it bad. they also had kind of the more juvenile aspect going on for both Vash and Meryl. And mm-hmm. Meryl, I think they're running her more juvenile because they're not running Millie, and presumably. Perhaps they'll bring in Millie in a later season. Um, And I think that's perfectly fine for Meryl, because for me, 90s Meryl, I could not pick her dialogue out of a lineup. She is so generic 90s heroine, I couldn't care less whatever they do with her character. I can smell the salt off Clover right now. That is my... Spiciest take for the video. Yeah, I'm not number one Meryl fan. She's kind of just there, and I didn't agree with the romance that they tried to enforce in the 98s with her and Vash. Meryl's just there. I'm not, like, number one Meryl fan ever. I think that the... She's okay, and she... Okay, so maybe she asked me, but do both of you mean Millie? No. 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 We're talking about Meryl. Millie's a Millie's a buttercup, and she needs to remain exactly as she is. Oh, yes, she's sweet. She's sweet, baby. She she can never do anything. So it's just wrong me. Ever. I'm the only one that has a problem with her. Okay. Yeah, like but this. '90s '90s Millie has personality. Like True. you can value she her, and she's different. Um, mm-hmm. and like '90s Meryl is the same as any other character that's just kind of cynical. Yeah, she's just a Sundere type. Yep. And there's nothing particularly um, noteworthy about Meryl. The Meryl stands are seething in their chairs right now. She's, but. she's pressed out of a factory mold. They gotta get over it. They'll have a yeah. more waifus like Meryl. Damn. Exactly. Pressed yeah. out of it's, a factory... Ooh. That is it's just like, mean. I'm here for so, it, but that is beautifully mean. Funnily enough, the most important motif about Meryl that they carry forward, it's a good thing that they make her more bubbly because it uses Studio Orange's strong suit, which is like having very good facial expression. Um, but the most important thing they carry forward about that character is that she's colored blue, and that's part of the biblical imagery. And she's because, really small too. <laughs> yeah, well, she's supposed to have the um, yeah. she's supposed to have the biblical color of uh, maidenhood. It's associated with like the Virgin Mary and all the artworks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so presumably she will continue along that role because legitimately her role in the show is to believe in Vash. And that's about as far as her actual niche goes until you give her something more. And for her to be able to do something more in Stampede, they're going to have to give us more, like, regular people because she can't really do anything when everybody we're interacting with is a superhero. I mean, that is kind of what happens anyway. But to be fair, I mean, I I get what you mean. We got another season for it. Say again? Yeah. We got another season for, for them to do something with her, and yeah. theoretically, uh, after killing season off, two has been uh, confirmed. yeah, and theoretically, after like Roberto's passing and the the events of the last episode, she's theoretically gonna be like hardened up. But uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think 
Well, I can't say what I think is going to happen in season two because <laughs> I technically already did my part like two weeks ago. But <laughs> I will say this. I do think that they have a golden opportunity, but at the same time, double-edged sword. So a golden double-edged sword opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have they have the ability to make her seem like more than just fangirl whom he inevitably falls in love with who is basically generic as shit but at the same time you know if you want to respect the original material and the writing her importance begins and ends with does she need to be saved no okay so she doesn't need to be saved does she need to contribute to this fight in a very small and minuscule way that ultimately barely hurts anyone to move the plot forward or make her seem more important yes okay now are we past that point yes Okay, what's she going to do now? Try to get people to not try and murder Vash by being completely unsuccessful at literally that. Yeah, we'll have her do that for the rest of the series. And I'm just sitting well, here like... Her, her very, her very like 90s woman writing role is that she will be physically saved by the hero, but in the hero's darkest hour, she will pick him up emotionally. Yeah, and like she's Sakura before correctly, Sakura. She's there to pick him up out of... Um, after... Uh, the showdown with Legato. Yeah, she's Sakura before Sakura. Yes. It's sad. Yeah. But that's the entirety of her role in the 90s. uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yes. They can fix that so easily. Just give her like one or two fight sequences or you know what? Make her the star of the B plot. When when Vash is over here stampeding and clapping cheeks and claiming, I want peace. No, you're going to pop some people to get there. Go and have her off to the side, kind of sort of like, you know, in the last two episodes, her doing something that affects the A plot other than let's stand there because there's nothing we can do except not get shot at. Um, Well, I do want to say that a big part of Meryl's story, it's more, it's seemingly, well, it is more important in Triga and Maximum because she, in the end of after spending all that time with Vash the Stampede up front, she is that middle ground for the people to start trusting Vash after everything that's happened. Because she's able to tell the people, the general population that doesn't know anything about Vash other than like the rumors about how horrible and awful he is. She's that middle ground where she gets to slowly help him emerge into um, society as a more um, accepted person because people don't trust him and his word, but they trust her word, especially since she spent so much time with them. Humanity kind of teams up with Vash in the end because they have no choice, but I believe that that role for her is more apparent in the manga than in the 98 or in uh, currently Stampede, but she only was really important for that that emotional pickup that you guys were mentioning in the 98 but it's only because she reminded him of rem and that's the only reason why yeah, he'll never get over yeah, his mom it's, it's pretty dismal back there but i i do think that um making her a journalist is a good setup to lead in towards her connecting with the people and I think mm-hmm. that connecting with the masses and being the strong voice there is something that has been done with a number of uh, prominent female characters who are in danger of being sidelined in mm-hmm. uh, more recent stories. <coughs> Sakura. Um, 
Like, it, I mean, it, it is the, it is the Sakura <laughs> thing. But they, they also um, did that in a good way with Uraraka more recently in uh, My Hero. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was a pretty strong performance. Yeah, yeah, that was the definition of a course correction. But here's the thing I like. Um, I know we all know the terms, at least in this country, um, art affects life and vice versa. Well, people forgotten this, and I really do hate how ironic it is that the things that a lot of these so-called quote-unquote anime-obsessed douchebags, let's call a spade a spade, <laughs> want to so up here and say, man, fuck Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and anything that's relating to a cartoon superhero group from America, Boku no Hero is better, Boku no Hero is the future, Boku no Hero is going to have a concrete ending with no continuation. Number two, the entire fucking series is based off of the author's love and respect for North American comic books as an entirety, but more in particular, the fucking superhero genre. But you're sitting up here acting like Boku no Hero is somehow original, unique, or has done something someone else didn't already do throughout the entirety of the 90s, 80s, and 70s. Now, first off, no one asked for your goddamn opinion. But secondly, <laughs> how are you going to sit here and say something is terrible, but the thing that's based off it, which is going to have a concrete ending, and is the author loves, is also terrible, but you love everything he do. Look, it's all cyclical. It's all cyclical. We need to just establish that Americans can influence or North American entertainment can influence as far as Japan and vice versa because I like when we try to mix things because we can pick apart the things that we're terrible at. We all know that there was an entire, what, 30, 40 years of female characters or attempting to write respectable female characters or female characters who are meant to be just as important or hold their own. Yes, Marvel and DC did fumble a lot of things, a lot of things, but they acknowledge it, admit it, and they learn from it. Bro, when they first showed off Storm, when they were trying to describe her as beautiful and looking like she had features from every single ethnicity on the planet, bro, bro, they called her a Negroid. Yes, they're not going to hear that in YouTube land. Now, Exile, I know you know what that is, Clover. You may have to Google some shit, but anything with the oid is inherently derogatory and offensive to any human it being because be. it's oh othering goodness. it's othering them and stating that they are lesser than a human but they are similar to one that's actually the full word for negro negro is a contraction the full term is negroid right oid on the end of it so obviously they don't think like that anymore and here we got Boku no Hero, which could be, as far as writing is concerned, a glimpse into what happens when we learn from our mistakes or we don't stereotype our, our women and young people and just, in general, we don't try to enforce stereotypes or reinforce them in writing. He has so many important women. There are women that have died for the cause. Some of the most important characters in the series are women, but it's not even just that. They are well-written. Go look at just any arc or season of Naruto and then compare it to Boku no Hero. It's basically the same thing. Here's a kid who's not all that popular. Then he finds out he can get access to super strength. He get access to super strength. Somebody don't like that. Some people want to challenge him. Some people don't even care anymore. And then I mean, they yeah. go on a, a Hiroaka is really like Naruto 3.0. It's yeah, just Naruto like, done better. She, from the ground up, what does she decide? Oh, 
I want to be in this to win it. I want to do so well for my parents and support my family. She was taking on Bakugo and even Bakugo, the asshole among assholes, he basically said, hey, listen, I got to hand it to you. You had a pretty smart idea. But what you don't seem to understand is that I am on a completely different class. I've never seen him be calm in a fucking fight. Literally the whole series... There are only two times when that dude Boy, is calm in a fight. too angry to go down. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he, he was only calm in two fights. When he fought Uroraka, and when he was fighting, uh, well, he didn't have to fight. When he had the choice between running from and fighting All Might in, like, season one or season two. He was planning it out methodically. I'm like, okay, I fucking hate Bakugo, but I can already tell he's going to be the one all the girls love. And he's actually smart. And I hate angry, smart people. I really do. I like arrogant, smart people because I can beat all of them with sarcasm. Angry, smart people, I hate because uh, they remind me of the old me, but I'm not going to go there. We'd be here all day. Y'all, I got to admit, I haven't seen past that original tournament arc and my hero. That's fine. It's all on Hulu. Get there when you get there. Uh, um, I'm okay. I'm a pass this time. No, it's fine. I mean, to be fair... Boku no Hero doesn't have anything you haven't already seen. It's just got superior writing in comparison to other Japanese cartoons of a similar genre and also type. The biggest issue is just that uh, there's too many idiots who think that, oh, if the story improved in this one thing in this narrow minded field that I love, then everything else by default must be trash. I'm like, bitch, he based it off that shit you call in trash. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's just very well-written uh, shonen. So if you're in the mood for shonen, it's good. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's the best shonen on the market right now. All right. So uh, before we get out of here, um, what do you grade uh, the story and plot, Clover? Ooh, I got to go back for, for one more thing on the character design. Yeah, I also have another thing for the character That's design fine. as well. We're going we're gonna to hold I you down on this. I saw that coming. Because <laughs> I, uh, I didn't talk about Vash at all. Um, yeah. Well, I talked about Vash a little bit when we crossed the, the wires earlier. I mentioned that the um the arm is is bothersome but it's it's part of the overall problem the most important scene to me in 90s trigun is that scene of vash getting ready in the morning when he's like quick drawing the gun recatching the egg you see mm, him yes. entirely scarred up because it shows that this man is so determined and has to be prepared at mm -hmm. all times for whatever's going to go down because he knows and it's burning in him it is all of the wounds that are all up and down him are his knowledge of failing to save people or the knowledge that people's lives are going to come down to his actions that is entirely missing from the new interpretation of vash absolutely confronts him on it in a really great way when he starts to deliver those lines saying like you're not convicted about this you're just guilty about the lives you're responsible for and Vash's response is really half-baked, and it's showing off that this Vash in Stampede doesn't have a fully formed ideology. Whereas in 90s, Vash out the gate is already in his fully formed ideology, yep. and, and he's and living in that. He's in the love and peace mode, and he is carrying through every possible action he can do through trickery, intimidation, skill to get people down out of a fight. And, in the, and by contrast, in the first episode of Stampede, the man doesn't have bullets. And that was so brain-fryingly annoying yeah, to look at. That genuinely did Absolutely, piss me yes. off. Because I could tell they were going for a comedic situation based on the expressions. But my problem with the comedic situations is that 
the way they work in Vash is he tries to calm a situation down and de-escalate with comedy. And then he shows yep. you a small glimpse of, hey, I'm actually, I actually mastered Ultra Instinct well before Goku did, homie. And still tries to, you know, give you that comical pat on the back. And then that third time, okay, you still want to go there? Well, let me fuck you up in some way where you can't do this thing that you were doing to people anymore. And then he immediately snaps back into love and peace. But I figured out they're developing this Vash and actually giving him a character art that's going to go into season two. Because for those who saw that small little glimpse, he's in that outfit from when he was running around trying to basically live as a human being. Like, oh, you finally realize you should ditch the red coat to blend in so you don't stick out because no one else has a fucking red trench coat in the entire franchise. But, you know, that's another matter. I think mm-hmm. that that training montage, which we all like that stuff, I think that is going to happen in season two because even though he can hide from knives, he still wants to be prepared because he finally, again, we haven't gotten to season two. I think he finally realizes, okay, I know what I want and I know no matter what I want, Knives wants the opposite. I need to be prepared for him so he can never do or get close to doing what he did to that city again. Because what we all, we, it, it, it's kind of it's kind of cool uh, if you think about it, but we all know that, you know, sometimes you have to rise before you can fall, quote unquote. Well, that happened with Vash. He was sitting on cloud nine with his wings of Icarus but in full belief that he can just will through his own power and might a, a, a neutral or a positive outcome to all these dangerous and life-threatening situations and then here comes knives to remind him like oh you not gonna get that piece homie did you forget that i breathe air we gonna go at it like owls and crows for those who don't know it's really kind of disturbing for some reason owls hate the existence of all black birds so they will try to bite their heads off for no reason other than that they want to it is fucking disturbing but Damn. yeah, it, there's no, well, that's like, um, they're not predators. They just do it when they see them. And Nature's yeah. scary. Yeah. It, ugh, you have no idea. Don't get me started mm. on hippos. People think tigers are scary. <laughs> oh yes. No, no they're hippos. terrifying. Hippos will rampage your whole city just because they think that's that like you the shot dangerous at them. There is. Yeah. It's one of the most dangerous land animals yeah. that there is. And they're literally in the sky and he's telling him, Hey, listen, stop. You don't seem to understand what's going on. I'm actually holding this violent murder beam back. You can't get the cube because if you do, the energy's gotta go somewhere. And he's just still coming at him to the point where his body is literally being, I want to say vaporized. So I will. His body is being fucking vaporized. And he's like, no, fuck you. I have a breath in my lungs, so I need to make you suffer. (laughs) And now because he wanted to fuck around and not do what he could have done episode one or years ago, an entire city of people are going. I think we're going to see Vash basically throw, go through his whole Meryl is my new mom phase. He's going to get dark. Meryl is going to bring him into that light, but he's going to not be in that light. He's going to be gray, which is why I like what they did with his character design, which they foreshadowed, and I'm, I'm pissed they did it. But I don't know if you saw it. I watched in slow motion, but XL, did you notice when he had that cannon out, he had a completely different hairstyle and color? No, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I know. I had to slow it down and I had to alter the lighting and fuck with it for like 10 minutes. But he got basically a capital M bang like he came out of Yu-Gi-Oh in the front. And then (laughs) the rest of it went to his Trigun Maximum style color hair a little bit. But also it was really dark in that scene. And he's telling him, stop. 
stop no don't make me do this or you can't get this right now because i'm gonna let off a giant energy fuck you and then when you see him in the very next scene and he's wearing that the stereotypical suspender outfit from like the 1800s his hair is longer and it's listen down. don't shade eric's in this room <sighs> do not <laughs> forget who i'm talking to Vash's little fake Vash's little fake um, name after the July incident when he's in his little suspenders is Eric's. He's named after a dog. <laughs> as many cats as they got in that show in the cartoon, you would think he would name himself something like Neon or something. But anyways. Oh, no. Someone else gave him the name. Yeah, but and then when I continue. saw this, I was immediately thinking, this is a Wings of Icarus situation. I'm sure we've all heard it, but in case a listener hasn't. So Icarus was just a normal kid. He had a plain life, plain ideology. But, you know, when they got in prison and his father could get him out with those wax wings, he instantly gained the hubris equal and comparable to Kanye West. That's a lot of ego right there for one little boy. So he took his wings and he and he said, I can fly higher than the gods. And his dad tell him, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You're getting too close. You're going to heat up. Mind you, that's not how, you know, the real world works in physics, but it's a fable. Who cares? And then yeah. the shit melted and he died. His father was trying to save him because all he had to do was gain a balance and stability between, you know, too much optimism and too much pessimism in that ground and that gravel and that rock in those rivers because he couldn't swim and just leveling yourself out. Those two are the definition of what an allegory looks like if it was in a cartoon format for me. Because when I was little, I couldn't get that out of it. I was like, why isn't there a new season? This ending sucks. But when I see <laughs> this new version, the 3D version, and I see, I basically saw Icarus. They even had wings. I'm like, did they purposely try to do an Icarus situation? Or did they just want the season to end with a flashy boom? It's Japan. Um, it could go either way. I, uh, well, they kind of took away most of the actual angelic um, features so, of so Trigun. So, so, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was it was the angel arms and, and yeah, the angel there's a lot arm. more like wing appearance it was, around it. Yeah, it's actual feathers rather than the flowers, yeah. which I hate the flowers. I yeah, wish I the actually do like the, the, even if it wasn't angelic, yeah, the, the you can still use fucking feathers. I, that's how I feel. But yeah, I started realizing really quickly that oh, there is a design change. Right, his outfit turned black. It's not the sky around him. The outfit is still black, and mm-hmm. they are. They're almost like a Icarus father and son situation. Hey, listen, yeah, because like the the, the motif up. is that um the motif is that Vash and, and Knives are are both effectively angels warring for the soul of the human race. Yeah, yes, and, yeah, and then also they're two different extremes, but they both are too far into each category. Knives is too far into pessimism to borderline, you know, uh, pa- aggressive nihilism, not passive aggressive, aggressive nihilism. Vash's problem is that he's so optimistic he wants to pretend he can fix every fucking thing and you just can't he reminds me well of any child you know before they learn santa claus isn't real or that the tooth fairy isn't real you know it's that level of optimism that can only come with a level of innocence like bitch you saw this motherfucker kill like six or seven people in front of you one day and he told you years ago he purposely tried to genocide everyone in those colonies and he used you to help i feel like you should stop cutting him some slack but when does he listen (laughs) not until season two uh he still doesn't really listen in the end because 
he does still try to save knives the best to his abilities. I'm sad now. <laughs> I had a perfectly Listen, good piece trying. of cheesecake. He and believes he just everyone. Had to fucking ruin it. I'm sorry, everyone. Yep. He believes to in Vash. Good men. Yeah, he believes that everyone deserves a chance at life, regardless of what they've done. And I mean, I commend them for that, but I don't agree with Vash's yeah, he's, ideas. He's, he's got to be that way, and that's that's part of like a, a slightly inhuman thing about Vash. He, he like you can't he can't compromise on that and become no. gray because that would like that's not his his place in the story. That's that's a human outlook, and he's not supposed to have that. Yeah. No, that's why I like the color changing multi because it felt like when he's in this mode. I know a lot of people the stereotype. Oh, he's in a super mode now. Like, look, first off, fucking Dragon Ball didn't come up with the concept of a super mode. Okay, let's just stop that. <laughs> also, uh, you know, Dragon Ball was pretty much, if memory serves, ending when Trigun was starting. So the super mode motif was already played out by then. So I think it was a visual representation of this is how Vash is. When he is willing, but doesn't want to go past that line. But yes, uh, what did you want to say about um, the colors on the outfit, Exile? Oh, um, in terms of the the colors for Vash, I mean Vash is 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 red because he's basically Jesus. <laughs> in the in the, mm-hmm. in the I, that's that's the intent of the colors there. It's like he's in red, Merrill's in blue, Wolfwood has uh, a cross. That's that's like the full extent of the references. But in terms of um, Vash's design, most of it was like most of what grinded me in terms of um, uh, Stampede was missing that intent of the character to be resolute about being a pacifist instead mm-hmm. of just kind of incidentally, maybe guiltily being a pacifist. I agree. Yeah. Okay, well, with that being said, uh, Clover, you first. How do you grade the character redesigns? I'm going to have to put it on C tier like I did with the first one. Oh, man, I should legit pull up a <laughs> tier maker. But I know C-tier. there's going to be so many people who are just up my ass about it. I think Listen, I told don't Exa- get me wrong. Some of them are great, but um, it's... They just changed a lot of things that I, it's just missing what the originals were. Um, they, the originals just had a lot of um, deeper meaning behind each of the outfit choices for these characters. And it doesn't feel like it's translating as well in Stampede. Yeah. And uh, Exile, what about you? How do you grade the redesigns? Uh, I mean, I think I'd have to stick uh, Vash's circumstance down at like C or D and then other mm-hmm. stuff. Other stuff I would do like B or A. I think almost every character is in a better place for me, except for Vash. Although the outfits not being very desert-like, I think is I think is a very good critique. But I think it's like a plot problem. And a setting problem, not like a character design problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure like where to where to put that exactly. Yeah. So I, I focus a lot more on just like what they do and say and how they are. And in for most characters, I think it, that's an improvement. That's fair. I yeah. I can see that. So B plus B. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give everybody but Vash. Damn. Um, 
Everybody but Vash and Legato. Legato's a huge downgrade. They massacred him. Vash and Legato are are D-tier character assassinations. Everybody else is hovering at like B or A. Mm, For sure. Oh, Oh, I could make so many roasted peanuts with this. Okay, to be fair, a lot of people, they actually don't like the new outfit or they like the new outfit if it was closed because now we just see a giant black silhouette like you couldn't think to buy a shirt or anything man you got on these janky looking onesie or is it a pair of pants no one can even tell if it's a onesie or a pair of pants uh, it's a pair and a shirt. of pants oh so it is pants and a shirt okay I, I legit yeah. couldn't tell they, yeah it's a <laughs> pants it's like once they designed the coat they, and the arm they said fuck everything else I just I miss the straps, the '90s leather garb that was Vash the Stampede, the straps, and the just like oh, yeah. oh I, oh, I miss that. it uh, so much. Stop. I'm gonna put myself on you before I say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I just uh, I also kind of disagree with how the um, the Eye of Michael group has shown itself it was only there for a very brief moment where you guys got to see it but um i believe his friend wolfwood's friend's name is livio or i don't know how you pronounce it but um livio livio he just the way that he looks is so drastically different than in the original um iterations of it like the picture that i sent in the chat of the silly goober stuff that guy that's in there that's actually him and oh, so wow. yeah he's very very different with um livio and how he is it's just very um it's very cult-like but less cult-like in like a catholic sort of sense not saying that the Catholic Church is a cult or anything, but they are. Uh, t- it's fine. They are. I've made it very clear how I feel. I don't care how anybody feels about anything. My main concern is, are you using your religion to be a better person? Or are you using mm-hmm. it because you're mad that everyone else doesn't think and act directly like you? True. But I think it's, they kind of butchered how the Eye of Michael looks. And also the way that Wolfwood is a um, undertaker instead of a priest kind of bothers me. <laughs> mm. Because, I mean, yeah, he's an... The undertaker thing just feels so like, oh, yeah, that's the foreshadowing that he's supposed to be the one one of the guys that's trying to go after Vash. And that feels kind of lame rather than the priest And then he just aspect. tells him, oh, I knew the whole time uh, in the middle of a fucking sewer. I'm like, man, are you fucking... I feel like this reveal was rushed into season one because they couldn't figure out where to fit it in season two. It felt so soup. He just says, you knew the whole time? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. 90s Trigon is yeah. such a delightfully long time to cook on yes. all, these, all these good subplots. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Stampede is just like, yeah, yeah he's Wolfwood's like another superhero. It's going to be revealed within an episode of meeting him that he's yeah, that's like superhuman. So- lame oh the fact that like when i was watching the 98 series they didn't touch at all on the superhuman healing abilities that wolfwood has they didn't touch that at all which bothered me a lot but now they're touching on it but it's in a way that i feel is they got their hands all over it they got their hands all over it. it yeah but they're just making that build up of like how he's 
like so cool and how he's able to fight the ways that he does. They ruin it by putting it just so simply in there like it was a passing thing. And so that was pretty lame in my opinion. So the Eye of Michael feels less um, church-like and just more like, oh, we're just like FBI, CIA members. So why do you have the religious symbolism of that but don't have like don't have more religious aspects to it like they have the crosses but why do you have the crosses if you're not gonna have like the same sort of like you like they can't call wolfwood um they can't call him preacher anymore they can't call him chapel anymore so like what's the point of having him his weapon the punisher being in a shape of a cross if like you're gonna kind of take away what it what i don't know if i'm making any sense no you are you're basically repeating what i said but to help you summarize the show Mm -hmm. has a problem with its aesthetics in relation to the tonal whiplash yeah in essence Mm -hmm. what you and i and i think on some levels exile mean is that they keep trying to present the show as in a as a concrete you know through point for how it came to its aesthetic and the world building but the problem is from as early as like the appearance of wolfwood things aren't matching especially when it comes to the enemies and religious iconography the primary reason being because it seems like they can't decide if they do and don't want to engage the religious aspect which to my knowledge any fears of anything like that should have left in the 90s for god's sake we're talking about a country that has porn i just want to say i didn't watch it but it came up in a political it came up on c-span one day and apparently i googled it and it was real but i didn't watch it we, we're talking about oh, a country man. that has made at least 30 or 40 porns that are literally about angels and demons fucking each other or fucking humans and i don't mean tentacle monsters man and- i think that's a low estimate but we really shouldn't go i think that's that a low is- estimate <laughs> I did not think you would say that. but Oh, man. Like, come on. Well, you got to remember, I didn't look this up like yesterday. I looked this up when I found out about that, like, if, maybe 15 years ago. If we want to get ago. to the perversions of humanity, we got to be breaking out a shovel. Like, this is a dig. Mm. Uh, we need shovels. The seven layers of hell are waiting for us. Let me tell you something. If, you, if we go in through the, the horror story, depending on who you ask, of Japanese oh, eroticism, we're going to need eyeball soap, and they don't make that yet. Mm-hmm. They oh, they do. Festival. There's eye flush stations. They have a penis festival. I'm gonna leave it at that. Well, you can uh, you can just go to Reddit slash eye bleach. Uh, we'll <laughs> oh that. yes, 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 yes. I like puppies and stuff now. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, we danced around it and then we invited it back home and gave it a nightcap or three. But for the story and plot, um. Well, you went first the first two times. I'm going to let Exile go because he was making some good points earlier anyway. Yes, please feel free. Right. I have a fresh cup of coffee. Oh, shit. Are we getting the fucking drinks in here? Yeah, yeah. This is my second cup of coffee of the thing. So if I start talking fast, uh, you'll know why. Let me get my vodka. um, What I mentioned a little bit before is that um, this is not a Western anymore. This this Mm -hmm. is a sci-fi plot now. And what was cool about the 90s Trigun is that we go from it being a Western towards it being a sci-fi as you progress uh, later. And there is – and there's a through line there of the other. 
And in the beginning of the series, Vash is a mysterious character. He is the, the lone stranger. He is the other who comes into the town and is benevolent and cleans things up. And that's a, that's a classic Western through line. And then you connect that when you learn that Vash isn't really human. And then that connects into this xenology type of theme. Um, and in Stampede, we're going with a the xenology theme right away, which is how does mankind interact with things that aren't human? And that's very typical if you're going into like a space plot, you've got aliens, um, and you've got how humanity is a an outright bastard to anything that's not us, which is, I mean, it's also in some Western plot lines because you've got the westward expansion and how um, we were horrible genociding maniacs uh, to the native population all over the place. Um, so that, that connecting through line is part of what is good and salient in 90s Trigun. And My skipping over about the western part oh, makes sorry, that weird, but it's we're still on a through line because that still is part of space plots. My favorite part is that the cruelty of humanity and their inability to learn from their own ignorance or notating that there are more stupid people than there are smart people. If I could sum mm -hmm. up this franchise in one sentence, there are more ignorant jackasses than there are smart people, essentially. But that doesn't mean that the smart people aren't cruel. Yep. One of the earliest things I learned still bothers me to this day. There was a massive, massive, depending on what state you were in, essentially embargo or creed or, or ordinance that went out to you know the USA before it was fully established, stating, hey, look, all the shit with natives is done. They have their land. We have our land. Yes, there are places where we stole a shit ton of it. But it is not considered okay to just openly shoot or murder them because you feel like it anymore. Leave them alone because if you leave them alone, they're not going to fuck with you. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Then I found out that same year that that happened, we killed close to, if not over a million buffalo in the continental America. We didn't do that because they tasted good. We were yeah. literally trying we to starve them any. to death. Yep. We were so stupid, we Messed didn't know up. that they can grow fruits and plants and shit and vegetables. It's like we can't learn, but the ones who do learn don't teach the idiots. Or they don't want to teach the idiots because they don't feel like giving a shit about them. And I ain't gonna lie, I, that's kind of like my life creep. I literally stopped trying to fix idiots. And I got so much less stress in my life. I have a happier disposition. But at the same time, there's always that one date when I'm just going to wake up in the middle of the night staring at my ceiling and just think, I could be thinking about porn right now or watching porn in the middle of the night like a normal human being. But instead, I'm wondering if that 21-year-old girl who's never been more than three miles past her house, whose parents just died and told me to fuck off, should I go back and help her learn how to be an adult? where to go to get her own fucking state ID and how to help her with, you know, planning the funeral and life insurance stuff and also getting a job in the future. And then at the same time, I'm like, when did you get soft, bitch? <laughs> but I'd rather help Peachy Clover get a new career potentially because fuck oh. her, she's still an asshole. Uh, I'm okay. I think that I will be good career-wise, but I'm glad that you're thinking about that at night instead of thinking about porn. <laughs> That is a that is a, a hell of a segue <laughs> into <laughs> it's like on 
On one hand, human betterment and uplifting each other. On the other, perversion. And fuck them. Porn. Because they're terrible and selfish. <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but that's kind of why the appeal of Knives and Vash has lasted so long for me. It's not because, you know, oh, they're the cliche generic Japanese rivals. No, it's because both of them are right on some levels, but the problem mm -hmm. is neither of them find a balance. And at some point in time, in the back of my head, I just thought, I should probably find a balance for myself. They're doing a lot more in Stampede to make knives correct. Because in Stampede, <laughs> is explicitly Damn. a defender of an exploited populace. He is, he is not only a defender of an exploited populace, but a genocided populace. Yes, for um, sure. So you cannot say that Knives is wrong in Stampede. Whereas mm -hmm. in 90s, uh, in, in the 90s, Trigun, he is he is the genocider. He's, yeah. he's the one doing that. And it doesn't appear provoked there because we don't get that same kind of background. Uh, yeah, exactly. But in in Stampede, uh, it's, it's very much that he is uh, fighting for the sake of a species that is different from mankind. And mm -hmm. the method of his fighting is arguably reducing him to the level of mankind, but you can't fault him for that because he's kind of still clearly the defender. Mm -hmm. um, so that's so that that's that's sticky. You can't denounce knives in Stampede, uh, which is in some ways more interesting, but yes. um, in other ways, it's like, well, I kind of would like to have a cool antagonist that's just a bad guy, and yes. I think that we might get that in Earth in season two of Stampede. Because uh, I think that the people from Earth are just going to be outright bastards that we will hate. Uh, yeah, they could be, depending on what route they go, if they mm -hmm. decide to change it. Because they have been changing how Knives is. I would agree, they've definitely kind of changed him, made him more human. I believe he's less scary now, less no. intimidating, because man was downright unhinged and evil in yeah. the manga and in the uh 98 like he does not take no for an answer in terms of like going to um significant lengths to make sure that he goes through with what his ideal ideals are like going to the point where he would um cut his own brother's arm off to make a point that like because vash in the manga and also in the 98 pointed a gun at knives when he was trying to stop him from doing some horrible things to humans and both times he decided to cut that arm off of vash so he was a lot scary a lot more evil and intimidating in terms of the um inhumanness in the previous iterations so he's a lot more human in this um newest series and it's a pretty interesting take on it so i am mostly for people trying to make um villains more um understandable so you can have that sort of moment where you need to sit back and think like is he really the bad guy or is he really doing the wrong thing because he has some excellent points so but I do miss people being evil for the sake of evilness and I miss that <laughs> well I mean you're younger than us so I can see that but for me it's fucking played out 
I need my villain not necessarily to think that they're a good guy. I just need them to be more than mindless brain dead zombie thing that wants to work on impulses. Yes, that can work in a Dragon Ball movie, but you know, anywhere else, I'm like, you better put some effort in this motherfucker. Well, Vash yeah. is also uh, ultimate good. So, yeah. if, especially in the older series, and if Vash is ultimate good, there should be a representation of ultimate evil somewhere within the series. And I think um, even even the 90s series, that's more legato than it is Knives. Knives yeah. is like penultimate evil. He's very, very evil. But there's like a suggestion there that he's somewhat redeemable because I think um, I think older version of Knives is actually like more childish than Vash. Oh yeah, for sure. That's inverted now. Um, like Knives is definitely the more mature one. In Stampede. Mm-hmm. Now, For sure. I'm, I'm curious because, well, you know, who better to ask than you two? Let me ask y'all something. Do you think if humans collectively decided to not fuck with the artificial plant people at all and to, you know, let them live a normal existence, no rushing them into death or nothing, do you think Knives is just going to leave them alone or he's still going to try to subjugate? slash enslave which is you know synonymous of each other humanity what do you think Mm. i think that he probably if they were all being able to live in harmony and they never did the experimentations on tesla then i think he wouldn't have the ideals that he does i mean yeah but but i mean like the current him if he found out tomorrow all humans were going to stop fucking with the plants do you think he would stop being well him he would not trust that definitely not he would need to see yeah current him he's too far off the edge i think he would only settle for a, a subjugating power dynamic at at the at the minimum and it's likely that he would aim for um genociding humanity absolutely because I, I think I think we're in the full xenology us versus them story right now. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it. Uh, I don't think it ends. It's uh, not Knives, redeemable. Knives' ideation would be: if I allow humans to live, then there will come a human someday that will concoct some kind of a scheme that will undo my work, and I cannot abide by that. Yeah, and like plants live for a very, very, very long time, so. There's always a chance that at some point in humanity, they decide that they're going to just start um, a revolution and start going against the plants. So he's looking at a wider scale like view of timeline because he can because he's going to be around for a long time. He would so, probably preserve some humans for the purpose of uh, scientific advancement uh, mm-hmm. for the sake of plants because... Uh, both he and Vash are a product of human experimentation to create plants that are able to, or, or cultivate plants that are able to exist in our dimension. So he would probably mm-hmm. exploit humans to further that. But yes. that would be the only role for humans in Knives' ideal. Which is ironic mm-hmm. because he's mad that we're exploding the plants into extinction. Yeah, but it's like yeah. a shot first kind of thing. No, I, mm-hmm. I totally agree. It's just it's ironic how he came full circle. We basically shot ourselves in the foot by trying to shoot his people out of existence. Um. Okay. Well, I, I was I was legitimately curious what y'all would say. I mean, I, I I like what you're saying. Um. All right. With that being said, uh, Exile, let's have your grade for story and plot. 
Um, so I think that the original uh, Trigun is like actually the kind of work of genius that you can't replicate on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give Stampede a B tier because I have to look at Stampede without comparing it to the original Trigun. Like I can't, I can't take the original Trigun as a knock against Stampede because I don't think you could remake Trigun the way it is if you had all the tools and all the time. I don't think you could hit that again. So I have to, I have to think about Stampede. Perfect, you know, Trigun. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to think about Stampede as if I had never seen anything about Trigun before and look at it on its own, and I'd say, you know, it's watchable. So that's a B for me. And what about you, Miss Clover? Um, well, I've been seeing people say that this is a prequel to all of the Trigun stuff. So the Trigun 98 and the beginning of the Trigun manga. So it's kind of hard to tell if I think it's a good prequel or not. It sets up some things, but it's also kind of correlating with a lot of the story points in... The uh, other parts of the Trigun story, like characters knowing characters before they're supposed to know if this is a prequel. Um, So it's not bad. I will say probably between a C and B tier. Just say B minus. I'm going to say it's a C plus. They always gotta fight me. They always gotta fucking fight. Okay, all right. So you asked my opinion. You asked me to come here and get my opinion, and you can't argue with my. Exactly. Opinion. That's why I'm moving on. But because I'm being petty, Exile's gonna go first. What do you want to see in all season right. two, sir? Okay, in season two, I want to see um, probably mankind Earth be really nasty and evil until somebody convinces them to come back around on that, and I think that has to be something that comes from Meryl and from Vash, uh, but I think they need to take some really big L's, and <laughs> we need to see why humans are bastards, and, and why we mm-hmm. fuck up everything we touch, and that mm-hmm. needs to be validated, and then we need to end on something that's hopeful. God damn, so they just had they no need to, chill! Yep, the, so uh, Earth humans, we need to be shown that they're bastards, And then they Mm -hmm. need to figure out why they're wrong. And then there has to be, like, some core of them that are, uh, like, redeemable. That that get redeemed at some point. There has to be, like, a plant preservation group. Or maybe there's environmental hope. The the fact that people don't know what uh, plant life is. Like, Meryl had never seen a tree before. Uh, So that has to be... We need some hope at the end of it. Uh, but also, we need more little stories. And I don't know if Stampede has any more room for this. It's been such a breakneck series. Um, yeah, B-plot We haven't really I seen, see, but I don't know how they would do the it. small people. And that was so important in the original Trigun. Um, mm. So I don't know if we're going to hit that or not. Okay, since I have calmed down. All right, Clover, what do you want to see in Season 2? Um... Besides the obvious answer of Millie, I would like to see, um, I would like to see Vash more in his silly gooberness as he's kind of getting used to, um, because a lot of people 
And I would also agree that um, Vash kind of gets through his um, depressiveness and depressive episodes of his convoluted feelings of humanity through um, humor and things like that. I would like to see him more uh, using that coping mechanism as he's interacting with more of humankind. I want to see more interactions with him and humans that isn't so, um, I don't know. It just, there needs to be like those kind of like B plots that you guys were mentioning. I would like to see more of that kind of so it can build, do more world building in terms of what the kind of like situation and environment is. And I would like to see Vash's hair with his um, quiff, how it's all pushed up. I want to continue to see that and hopefully have an outfit change as well. Because so. she wants to make the outfit in the hair. I want the, it's, the hair is iconic, so. Yeah, that's got to come back. It's got to come back. They they made it come back, so they got to keep it there. And hopefully he'll get some upgrades in terms of um, maybe his arm eventually will be made into a gun. And then I'm curious to see how they're going to go about uh, Wolfwood and how he's going to start interacting with Vash because originally he met Vash after the July incident. So I'm curious how they're going to develop their relationship, if it's going to go um, the route of Trigun Maximum or going to the route of the 98 series. Okay. That bug girl scares me. I don't want to think about what she's going to be doing in season two. I'm tired of oh, pulling bugs out of her mouth. Zazie the Beast? Is think that that's the one what... that, that pulls bugs out of her mouth? I think that's, yeah, I think that's the correct name. Yeah, Zazie the Beast. I always, I never thought Zazie was a girl. Is Zazie a girl? I think they purposely left it ambiguous. So I can't yeah, really say for sure. I would have to like look up the wiki or something. Um, so I'm pretty think, sure. Um, I think Zazie, and I'm not sure if this is the same from before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Zazie is a bug, like is not actually a person. Yeah, I think uh, they're I think like some sort of creature. Person. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're Zazie the Beast, because I don't think that they quite have um, like the human um, gender ideals and things like that. Yeah. They're just a... A thing that's that's Zazzy, Zazzy, Zazzy. <laughs> I think the um the the interesting thing about uh Zazzy, it's it's a cool important character because Zazzy is the native life form of Planet Gunsmoke, so mm-hmm. it, it's it's the same narrative about Still interacting like with aliens. Name for a planet. I love this series. But I, I mean, yeah, never stop is. being mad at that name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair, completely fair. Well, listen, they, they don't got much education going on over there. Yeah. They have inter- you can't blame them. They engineered interdimensional existences that can basically be a fuel source. There's no excuse for that. I mean, if they said it was the planet's name is Calendar, okay, because what are the cities named? You know, April, May, June, July, but no, Gunsmoke. Listen, I mean, they don't I know that there's other planets. Planet name. <laughs> True, <laughs> yeah, this, I'd have to it's agree. so easy to remember. That it's planet gun smoke for Trigun. Oh it's pretty God. easy. I don't know. I guess that's just salt left over from the 90s. I'm, I've always thought that was dumb. 
And we're talking about like seven year old me is like, the player's name is Gunsmoke. You made that I up. I think it sounds pretty sick, honestly. Seven year old me in... would love to fight you. It would probably be a fair. Oh, match. sweet. <laughs> okay, so action sequences. Clover, how you feel about them? Less, more, or unrefined? Let us know. They're a hit or miss, that's for sure. <laughs> um, kind of like how um, Exile was mentioning with that first sort of like interactions uh, on top of the um, rock where he didn't have the bullets and everything. They had those cool action sequences of um, him dodging the up close range that the guy was shooting at him with. That was like pretty cool. But then a lot of other things were um, severely lacking. The final battle between Vash and um, Knives, it had some cool aspects. But um, in general, I would say they're pretty uh, mediocre at best. I feel like it could have done better in a 2D format. I should have a meme for this. Probably going to have a, the Friday's damn show up every time somebody says something savage because i can tell you right now exile like i didn't write down the timing which i gotta get better at doing that but he says some shit i am definitely going to have some goddamn memes for have the surprise pikachu face for the for the meme yeah i I always I, i always try to like think of uh, think of one or two get him chambered before we are getting into the discussion like you 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 get me the the questions ahead of time and i'm i'm cooking on it bro like let's like, i give everyone the questions ahead of time because i don't know if i'm the only person that does that i'm glad i'm not but that's how i view it like people think that when i show up or when i answer questions or when i talk to people in my podcast the interviews reviews whatever we're doing that oh i just came up with this funny stuff you know at the drop of a hat no I planned oh, yeah. my shit. Unless it's a short pun. Uh, luckily, or unfortunately, depending on who you ask, uh, Clover has not experienced the power that is my short puns. But <laughs> if she were to talk to my best friend who's on my podcast, who's four foot nine, let me just say she could tell you some horror stories and I will have a smile on my face. Yeah. Well, I, all I, the I, short jokes that you've made have been pretty mediocre so far. Well, I haven't actually made a short joke that was dedicated and designated for you, is what I'm getting at. I'm hearing that he's fallen short, but, you know. Okay. I, I exactly. Give I give you that one, Dr. Strange. That was pretty funny. I'm, I'm definitely one of those folks. Uh, I talk more to myself than I talk to the sum of all other human beings, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So I, mean, I have a, a plenty of time to practice uh, any zingers. Well, see, that actually, that leads me into a very interesting question because I don't know if it counts or not, but if you ask yourself a question and you ponder it, does that count as like talking to yourself or is it just you have a question and you wish you knew the answer? I think it counts if you say the answers out loud as talking to yourself. Like if you, mm. if you like rattle through out loud each of the um, individual answers you might have or the considerations, then yeah, it's, it's talking to yourself. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Then I don't talk to myself. Good to know. Um, Talking to yourself is unfairly stigmatized. It's a healthy behavior. It is, yeah. Yeah, Sometimes I write things down and word it it. out on a piece of paper while talking to myself. Like, okay, so if I do this, then uh, this will happen. Oh, but I don't like when this happens. So maybe I can try this. But then, oh, wait, no, not that. So it's 
I would say it's normal, but people don't want to admit it. Don't don't hold yourself to the standards of the unthinking masses. Keep thinking. Bro, that needs to be on a shirt because I've been trying to keep some of my like younger siblings, not siblings, my younger cousins that shit. And like because they they're they're like they go from ten to like twenty and they can see that their own parents, even if they're good or I love them to death, or their other friends and family members, that they will see something on TV and immediately assume it's legit without verifying, as we've discussed numerous times before Exile, the concept of yep. citations. And then even after they get told what a citation is, they don't go actively seeking them because, as I mentioned, they don't care if they're wrong. They care if they feel wrong. And it is fucking scary. But at the same time, there's not a critical thinking class I can just tell them to go to. Anyways, um, all right. Uh, continuing with the exile. Um, actually, no, wait, wait, wait. How do you grade the uh, action sequences real quick, Clover? <laughs> okay, C minus. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Why am I? I feel like I'm being like the uh, mean person in this. Well, no. See, here's how I look at it. You have. Well, I'm about to basically inflate your ego on an accident, so I apologize now. Um, oh. You have a very premium and pristine understanding and concept of Trigun, not just because of your intellect, but because you also did the non-ADD thing and have read the fucking books. You understand that this cartoon is more than just first. a cartoon. What, yeah, I read the manga first. Good. I usually read mangas because, uh, yeah, I did read it first. I read it before um, Trigun Stampede was um, announced because I usually take the train to work. So I spend my time reading mangas because I don't really have time to watch it because I usually watch things, subtitles, and I need to be 100% paying attention to it or I'm not going to understand. So reading it is my way of 100% paying attention and doing it when I have the time, when it's slow at my workplace or when I'm on the train. So I read it first and then I watched um, kind of as Stampede was coming out, I watched it and then I watched the 98s and I watched the, um, the movie, The Badlands Rumble, which I would not really recommend. Yeah, it wasn't a bad movie. It was bad for Trigun movie because yeah, I, the there animation was nothing looks great, about it but... that was all that interesting. Yeah, they, yeah. they if anything, they should have took like, that budget and turned it into like an eight episode miniseries. Yeah, yeah, the animation was great, but uh, everything else is pretty lackluster for that. But we're not talking about Badlands from no, no. Right I totally get like, don't get me wrong. You're not the villain. <laughs> it's not your fault that. And I don't want to quote that old Rick and Morty meme, but it's not your fault that there are lowbrow fans, there are highbrow fans, and then there are people with ADHD who are posers. It's that's just a fact of life. What we call them back in the athleticism days is fair weather fans. Oh, you got a team, but you don't give a shit about nobody on the team until they bring home a trophy. You know, I I got the hyper fixation on it right now, so it's I'm very like head is very much into it just like when i was really into Yu-Gi-Oh. that's all i could think about was fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. so i just i don't know i have 
Oh, I'm very um, critical thinking about think things that I'm passionate about. I so right I feel now, like I'm being an stop. asshole. But no, no, I want to say Just as a disclaimer stop. to the creators, y'all are doing amazing hard work. <laughs> and congratulations for getting your show out there. 3D modeling and 3D animation is impressive. I just didn't like it in this context. So don't hate me. No, I'm perfectly okay, okay with that because I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you basically are thinking, you know, how me and Exile thought when we were around your age. We understood very quickly in life that there are people who aren't necessarily fans. They just hate hearing bad things about something they like, which is so mm. fucking stupid. Wait, how old are y'all? If you keep talking about how young I am, how old are y'all then? We're both 33. Oh, so I got pretty pretty good year. amount of. Oh, was I on one? Sorry, one year. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be lumped in with the um kind of <laughs> age group that I know that I'm in because I don't agree with a lot of the things that oh, no, people okay. say that are Everybody in my age group. Everybody has a young and stupid <laughs> face. You're allowed to have it. Don't worry about comparing <laughs> yourself to me. I'm old for my age. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to say it. Um, but nah, um, I, when I've even gotten people to look in on his channel, like, cause I actually do talk to my in real life friends about his channel. Um, a lot of them say, Oh, when you start getting into old people, I'm like what the fuck, he's younger than me. <laughs> what the fuck? I was like, Oh yeah. He kind of looks like Dr. Oh, yeah. Strange. Now see, that's a compliment. Yep. That's how you compliment. Oh, somebody. hell yeah. Fucking pepper going. Like you could legitimately pull off a, a Dr. Strange outfit. You ain't even got to have yeah, a I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to get myself a cape. Yes, you should. You should have like one of your friends be the cape, so then you <laughs> can have it dance around. Oh hell yeah! I think yeah. Yep. See, that'd be fun. Have them go. Uh, I'm like, in green screen. In, you can do a lot of black, green like screens. we're doing the um the the ping pong short. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, my it's kind of like um in the uh live not the live action in the play production of Aladdin. Uh they have someone playing the carpet that just oh, cartwheels yeah. around and shit. That's so fun. <laughs> oh that'd be great. That'd yeah. be amazing. Yep. I gotta get myself the uh the arm wraps and the yeah. No, See I will personally and I will cosplay the Punisher. So that's pretty much a bonus for you. Uh I know a lot of people don't know who she is but She's actually essentially one of the second or top five strongest magicians pretty much ever. That character, oh. you know, is actually going to end up being his wife. That's not a movie spoiler. That's just how the uh, the comic books is. That's actually his future wife. Yeah. So they, uh, you get they, Charlize they Theron. Show I mean, up you really at the, uh, right at the end of the last one, right? Yeah, like you get Charlize Theron. You're really winning right there. Um, Absolutely. True. I mean, Absolutely. All, I'm not, I don't have an, well, I'm not going to say I don't have an older woman fetish, but you know, when you get to, when you get to our age group, it's not really an older woman fetish. It's more like a hot woman in your age bracket fetish. But if mm -hmm. there was one person who might be able to, you know, reverse that and make it go back to the old days, it's Charlize Theron. Because a lot of people forget she's damn near sixty. Damn, she looks amazing. I yes. hope I can age that With, well. Without makeup, she looks that young. That's the scary part. What was she eating in Africa? Goddamn. After the skincare routine. I mean, I yeah, mean, there's well, there's something there's something going on. Yeah, like, something I mean, in the water. I mean, when you yes, when you pay true. people to do not when you pay people to take care of their face, they can take care of their face real damn good. Yeah, like I, yeah. I know black like, don't crack, and she from South Africa, but we must have donated something at some point because that is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, if I if I were making bank to stay fit, I'd have a six pack. 
but I'm getting paid to like install computers, so that ain't happening. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So is she what you would classify as like the mommy mother category? Because I don't really ever you had to say the I'd... M word. Technically, she does qualify as a milk. You can say that word on this channel. Uh, uh, I don't know, it, I, but I, I don't, don't care. I can't get behind the mommy memes. I I just or the mother. I can't like people as I've cosplayed Bayonetta. I've had people like say that to me, and I'm just like, uh, I don't know how to take that in it what is, way. Was it, it is there are, there are folks Bayonetta on the internet who are a little too remember. proud to be a bottom. It's just, yeah, they're they're too horny they go for wild. me. Too yeah. much horniness in this chat. You go to you go to a Jap, you go to a Japanese cartoon fucking convention essentially, and you dress oh, yeah. up as mm-hmm. you know persona non grata for old school nineties. I am somehow sexy, a stereotype, but I am not hated by most people. Um, you basically just walk into a nightclub with a sign that says "I'm horny." Despite you not being horny necessarily. So I won't say it's your fault because you can't control the machinations of other people. But I will say no one would fault you if you ran around with the taser. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, at the convention staff, absolutely would. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's not even a horror story. It's just there are some people who they are not mentally impaired on record. But their association with women, let's call them what they are, incels or pre-incels are so non-existent that they forget to the basic element of still treating them like a human not an object but also you know ironically you're going to be surrounded by women who want to be objectified so i don't know it's you can't just, fucking um, win <laughs> you can't win it's not your fault i acknowledge it. we y- fucked it up it's young people really and i yeah i know i'm a young person but it's younger people as they've grown up on the internet they kind of way that they interact with people has changed because they're so used to saying stuff behind a screen. So when I'm at a convention, the interactions with younger people have definitely changed over the years. And it's kind of weird because they'll say weird, strange things. It's not the uh, yaoi paddle sort of (laughs) interactions like it used to be. But it's still kind of weird. It wasn't like entirely weird but when i was at a convention as bayonetta someone wanted me to do the like push me against the wall sort of thing for uh, one of their tiktok videos Abaddon. and it was just like it's interesting and i like have to like check their badge make sure that they're not underage like i guess i can do this <laughs> because you're not underage but it's a little bit weird to ask people to like push do you against sexual, the wall and then immediately put and, it online yeah it is they, and they it's don't, super they weird. Don't yeah. Um, well, uh, I know neither of you have been to Anime Central, but it's one of the bigger conventions in Illinois for Japanese cartoon related stuff. But uh, my last video, I actually did a tour and I ended up like, just because I had a camera and I've been there sometimes, I ended up having like rolling with like six or seven people deep and we went exploring. I don't know how the fuck you live in the area where that convention is and you don't know there's an entertainment district half a mile away you can go and see a movie or you can go into a time uh, a timed fucking air funnel and basically fly around like you're in dragon ball but somehow they didn't know that that shit was there there's a bowling alley and a literal candy restaurant that celebrities go to but they didn't know and then right before i got done recording was about to leave for the night you know i'm hanging out with these uh uh with these two people dressed up as demon slayer characters and they were actual brothers and sisters it's on my video um i'm obviously gonna edit this part out 
And uh, Sam, that's his name, his little sister, out of nowhere, I'm laughing and talking with him. She says, hey, have you seen blah, 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 blah. I was like, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a hentai. I was like, I'm sorry, what did you say? It's a, yeah, it's these, a porn. Like, you watch porns. Like, yeah, but why do you think I'm going people, to discuss even... a porn oh. with a 16-year-old? Yikes. Oh, boy. Yeah, like, why do you think I'm yeah. going to discuss a porn with a 16-year-old? Well, I mean, I'm not asking you what made you horny, but I have this question about those. Like, why? And I say, said the same thing over. Why do you think I'm going to discuss a pornography with a minor? And her mm-hmm. brother starts looking at her like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Mind you, she's a good kid. I had no problem with her. She's a dork. She wants attention, so she'll randomly jump up in front of the camera. But, hey, look, I know what I signed up for. It's a convention. That's going to happen. People see me with a camera and a camera system and kit that's, you know, as at least four or five rent payments. They're going to try to find somewhere to get attention just saying, hey, can you take my picture? They just can't say that. They have to imply they want a picture. They just can't say, hey, can you take my picture? I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. That's why I got the camera. But she just immediately went from innocent little dorky little goober, as you say, to, hey, let's talk about porn. It's like, I am literally almost twice your age and you're a minor. No. And then she just couldn't understand why I said no. I was like, I don't know what to tell you other than the fact that you're fucking 16. Yeah, definitely weird uh, interactions. I get some pretty interesting ones as well because I look about their age, but I'm actually in my 20s. So they're like, oh, I could talk to you about these certain like TikTok memes and things like that. And I'm like, actually, I'm not on TikTok and I don't know what you're talking about. And also, I could be uh, your babysitter. So um, please don't talk to me about this stuff. Uh, in the in the LARP space, we have a lot of people who are like in a in a parasocial circumstance, and sometimes um, sometimes in the LARP space, you have people who are who are able to get together who have very disparate ages, and you need to make sure that that doesn't get weird because there are some weird dudes, and I think that's uh, any any sufficiently large group you have weird dudes that you have to watch out mm-hmm. for. I mean, I and I'm not sympathetic towards plus. weird dudes, but there are people who are just like autistic they're somewhere on the spectrum and they don't know or have a filter about what conversational topics are acceptable and Mm -hmm. it's actually down to the point in the larp space we have hand signs to just have like if somebody starts a conversation with you that is super weird or inappropriate you throw up a hand sign that says like hey don't talk about that and they they have to like real life fuck the larps i'll do that in real life yeah no Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a legitimate practice and um and either they, you know, wise up about it, or uh, you have the circumstance where they don't recognize the hand sign or something goes wrong, and then you have to kind of report that. And then me on the staff side, I have to have a conversation with somebody, be like, yo, you can't talk about that stuff in public. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then if they, they, they basically get a strike system, and some people, they can, like, cognate that. Some people just can't control themselves and you have to yeah. just like segregate them off and be like man I'm sorry and I would I, love I, I to can be an outlet for you and help totally you socialize agree. but I wish I had that can't do life. it yeah I, I, I totally agree and I understand it um, because well it's not really just we're old and it's more like be thankful you're in the generation you are because let me tell you the further back you go the less people talked about mental health in a positive way and the more they tried to hide it or hide the person that was messed up 
but you're in a perfect spot because you can read it and you can go up to somebody in instant age and say hey listen i don't know if you seem to understand what i'm saying to you i don't know if you maybe have some form of autism uh, autism or some form of mental impairment but you seem to not be understanding that this is not okay so i'm going to go away from you and if you start following me i'm not going to yell for help i'm going mm -hmm. to call the police you're disturbing me and you can just be as blatant like that and everyone around you can immediately gauge okay do i need to slow down and watch this situation real quick like a lot of people no not you guys but a lot of people who know my fuck ridiculous track record at this point of catching pedos or uh letting somebody get held by the police custody system for doing something that someone said no about um or trying to most of them it wasn't because you know i was a covert secret agent far from it it was because they thought because i was there i was like them and they would just tell me shit that they were doing planning or that they thought out loud and i'm just like did you just tell me you about to rob a bank <laughs> and i immediately believe them because first off it's not a it's not a situation where there's error for a possible joke if jupiter exile tells me oh my god i swear if some one more person tells me about alex jones is innocent and he did nothing wrong i'm going to shoot myself i know he's not going to shoot himself i don't know what he might do to alex jones though even in the but dark you take that seriously because that's yeah. a serious claim yeah yeah but, for sure yeah but if someone tells me man i fucking i hate that girl she always she she never wants to talk to me she keeps telling me leave her alone but that's okay i brought pills that i brought pills to this con the fuck you just say <laughs> by the way straight to jail happened. that actually happened oh yeah dude yeah but i digress mm. um yeah all right so uh exile uh i'm yes. really curious on your opinion of the action sequences possibly yeah. more than so, all six people that spoke on this thing mm -hmm. so um i mentioned before that i think we're really on more of like a superhero show instead of it being a western and that bothers me because i do like the, the moment to moment like really tight action sequences and uh -huh. some of the things that are more small scale and there are a couple examples of things like that i think him dodging bullets in like the first episode was pretty cool like <laughs> running through the town was really good and that's very like classic trigun in that mm -hmm. kind of action as well as him fighting in close quarters on the sand steamer when he's like rolling through a series of bandits and that looks very slick because when you have him moving past people and and doing like these tight uh pivots and corridors that plays very well to the strengths of studio orange it looks really cool and i appreciate that but other sequences when he's like flying around or doing other stuff i'm just not interested in it um and some of it looks good because we've got kind of cool dynamic angles going on and there's a, a good showcase of impact which is something that can often uh turn out wrong in a 3d animation space um but it's just from a conceptual level i just don't care because it's not what trigun is to me so it's like maybe a little bit of bias there i don't know whatever um some of the shooting segments are good some of the shooting segments kind of suck um because we've got the first episode shooting segments, like I said, Vash is very mobile and that's very cool. Mm -hmm. um, the shooting segments with uh, Livio and Wolfwood on top of the sand steamer, it's very static because both of them are just mm -hmm. sponging up bullets. 
Um, mm-hmm. so there's not a lot going on there. When Vash is on the scene, it's better because he's kind of trying to make shots go off. He's interacting with the gunplay, um, the gun Tonfa style that they're using with him. I do not appreciate that it's moving away from the aesthetic of him as a gunman because mm-hmm. him being conscious of his stance and stature as a gunman and using that to pull people down out of being aggressive was important to his character in mm-hmm. 90s Trigun, but it is a cool action piece. So I think that a lot of the action pieces, there are storyboarding flaws in them, but the actual execution of it and the animation, I think is pretty legit. You mentioned um, having some distaste for some of the frame switch-ups, but yeah, they I, have I'm actually... Yeah, 51 or 55 yeah. FPS for most of the series. It's weird. I, I actually like it. I, I like having, you know, still frames and slow frames in the middle of uh, things to make things kind of kind of stand out. It's part of experimenting to find animation techniques that work in a 3D space. I think it's, it's innovative from the Spider-Verse. Everybody should be trying to learn from that and trying to pick up on that and find like a cool rhythm for it. And I think it helps more than it hurts because 3D animation, if you don't add some 2D tricks to it, it's not gonna live up to what shines in a 2D space. And I think pushing 3D is, is a good idea for the medium right now. It's easier to produce for a lot of studios and we're seeing that it can produce characters that are just as expressive as 2D characters and action that is just as interesting as 2D action. Um, In addition to what we're seeing here with Stampede, which I think is excellent 3D animation, um, Hi-Fi Rush cutscenes are awesome. Their character movements are great. Um, Really excited to see the 3D space getting pushed further. Uh, But yeah, the the storyboarding for the action segments, I think just the, the concept of some of the action is just not holding it for me. Uh, the 808 dreams. I am so glad you brought up Hi-Fi Rush. I don't know I what that. it is, I but anytime game. you and me think about Hi-Fi Rush, it just makes my day better. Um, makes up for someone ruining my cheesecake. But anyways, uh, <laughs> with that being said, how would you rate the action sequences of season one? <laughs> Because it was tough for me. Yeah, I think I'm going to go along with Peachy and give it a C. Because I think the the good bits, there are not enough of them. And I liked a lot of the action uh, sequences in episode one. And just very few action sequences later. Um, uh, and to some extent... I enjoyed the final action sequence between Ash, uh, between uh, Vash and Knives. The the last bit where Knives is burning is fucking metal sick, and I would yeah, not replace awesome. that scene. Yeah, that detail uh, on that actually kind that of disturbed was me. It was really incredible. Uh, but the rest of that fight, as much as it's like kind of cool and snappy, it loses out for me compared to the '90s Trigun. Because in the 90s Trigun, the symmetry between Knives and Vash was so interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fact that they don't fight with the same armaments and style is just not as cool to me as as what it was back in the day when they were just gunmen 
pulling on each other, like trying to get the advantage, and each of them, when they pull the line on the other's head, the tension, the beads of sweat dropping. And when you go superhero, you just lose the tension that a gun provides. I mean, that's <laughs> why, like, certain parts of JoJo's where guns are dangerous are more interesting than other parts of JoJo's where guns aren't dangerous. Mm -hmm. It feels like uh, it loses a lot of the intimacy of... Um, yes, that's a good term. Um, yeah, the intimacy. I was literally going to say that. Yeah, when they're so close in combat and using like the symmetry of like their movements and how they have the exact same guns but just different colors and everything and like it's just it loses that intimacy that makes it so intense and makes it so um uh, like you're on the edge of your seat it kind of loses that aspect of it okay so now this is just my attempt at a summary I'm not going to, you know, necessarily say this is how you think. I'm saying this is how I'm going to try to perceive you. So when I make the summary part of this video, which I don't even know what format this is going to take. Is it going to be tier maker? Is it going to be a long format? I think this may end up being two videos. There's long form and a short form. Um, I've done that for some <laughs> authors that I've interviewed. But <clears throat> um, so in conclusion, Peachy Clover your biggest issues with it isn't necessarily that the series is in 2D. It's that it's in a 3D format and it has clashing aesthetics and motifs. And the narrative can't pick and choose between, you know, being a prequel or being past certain elements. Um, so essentially you rate the show as watchable, but you're not getting as invested in it because it doesn't have the core elements that you liked and respected from Trigun as a franchise nailed down yet. Is that close to how you feel? Yeah, pretty much. I don't think it's... Personally, I don't think it's a good... Um, I don't think it will be a good person... A good way to introduce someone to Trigun. I think that it's not the one you should start with. You should start with other pieces. Okay, and Exile. I believe that your biggest issue is similar to hers. You don't necessarily hate the 3D aspects and elements, but your biggest issues is that the narrative and the aesthetic coherency only matches in key points and only in certain episodes. And also, they've forgotten some of the core elements that make up not so much Trigon, but Vash as a character and his enemies, and how essentially, even if it's not a spaghetti western with a sci fi backdrop, they have forgotten that the gun, gun aspect and the gunplay aspect should be foremost important. It needs to not look like Dragon Ball and it needs to make sure that it's a plot and B plot are actually separate entities and figure out if they're going past Trigun or if they're trying to mix everything into one season in a blender, which looks stupid. Something like that. Yeah, I'd say that's I'd say that's pretty apt. It's just like thematic downgrade. Yeah, they all, need to they need to pick a direction and stick to it. Essentially. I want my cowboys back. I want the cowboy I, vibes. Yeah. 
I like nineties was so good for space cowboys. Yes, like, ah, space cowboys. I see what you did there, <laughs> but you are not wrong, sir. It was a very unique yeah. situation, and here's the worst part: a lot of people don't realize, but some of the best shows that we ever got from Japan, and also really just in general, um, that are animated, North America or any other country, aren't even because it's a good story and a good adaptation that could be lead to a franchise that makes a lot of money. It's because somebody wanted to sell something. I am so sad that the only bad thing about Cowboy Bebop, besides that, you know, the director can't make his mind up about the ending shit, is that the only reason we got it is because of the spaceships. Do I like the spaceships? Absolutely. But the fact that that's the reason the show got greenlit is fucking stupid, because how important are those spaceships? Everyone knows that Spike's ship is named the Swordfish 2, and even though every other ship is in the intro i promise you 90 percent of people can't name them you know the bebop and you know the swordfish too now name the other seven that show up i dare you do it uh i have to put a disclaimer i haven't seen cowboy bebop i started watching it on my 10-hour flight to the philippines but i didn't get past like episode four if it makes you feel any better cowboy bebop puts me to sleep (laughs) <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I'm damn. so interested because the jazz wow. music that everyone's playing is theirs, like top tier jazz music. Oh, yeah. And I wanted I to know. I have the soundtrack. It's, it's good. I'll, I'll send you a link to it. Soundtrack is fire. That's the Yeah. Thing. I mean, the uh, original 98 Trigun soundtrack is also pretty good. I've been listening to that in my free time. It's the cowboy. I've, I've philosophy in a teacup. What planning is on, this? Man. That song alone. That is my hype song. Like, I don't plan on any point in time in my life getting into, I don't know, a giant 20-person, you know, Mexican standoff or getting into some giant, you know, bar brawl where no one knows who's on anybody's side. But if that song is playing in the background, I'm hyped. I love jazz music. So, I mean, I was giving it a try. I had, like, half the first season downloaded on my phone from Just so Netflix, we're clear, you're but... talking about the cartoon, not the live action, right? Oh, I would never watch the live action. Oh, I'm God. not fucking stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, you're not fucking stupid. What am I thinking? No, yeah, dude. Just in general, I'm not gonna touch any live action versions of uh, animated series that I care about because I don't want to hurt myself that much. Bless you, bless you, you innocent uh, child. Bless you. The one, the one thing I will stick up for. The Phoenix Wright live action was really fun. Oh, uh, was it? Well, it's supposed to be. I mean, that that works. It's a comedy. You're not meant to take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's not su- supernatural aspects. It's, it's just guys and overblown. Court, so. It's well, there are supernatural aspects because oh. like Phoenix Wright is <laughs> oh, never. Yes. There are right, exorcists the and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the ghosts and everything. That's right. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. But, no, it's camp. It's hilarious. There's actually a point uh, where, like, everybody in the gallery does a falling over gag. It's amazing. Oh, please. Okay. Maybe I'll have to give some of them a try. But it's for the, the like. Live action I'll stick up for, I think. Yeah. It's for the shits and giggles, mainly. Just, yeah. like, just um, to shit on Academy it. Academy is very unique. It's not following its original shit in order, but also the original writer, who is the lead singer from My Chemical Romance, um, he actually is supervising it, so it still keeps some of the same tones and you know uh, aspects from the the original. Yeah, I've actually read the um, Umbrella Academy uh, comic. They made so. an Ultra Instinct Ellen Page, who is now, and they even have her transition in the show Elliot Page. The fact that they can go Ultra Instinct. I really alone. appreciate that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice that they did that, and I'm curious how that 
show is going to go in this last season considering the uh comic isn't even finished so mm. we will have to see <laughs> okay i want to go back and give more time to the comic because umbrella academy like the character it's a unique style me. for I sure not hold to it <laughs> yeah i i have to agree some there's some good like iterations of some of the characters but most of them have been changed significantly hey uh clover do you have spotify Yes, I have Spotify. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you five things you are going to get addicted to. What well, with that being oh, said, no. um, as always, Exile Clover, I love having you guys over. Anytime you need help with anything, you know, feel free to ask. You have the full might of Token Podcast at your disposal. There's about 40 of us, but of the 40, about a dozen of us actually do production related stuff. So oh, you know, wow. if you need something, just ask. Good. We can probably help out with it or know someone who can. Um, if you ever, you know, just want to do some crossover stuff on your respective channels, that's cool too. When this video is finished, however format it comes out, um, I'm going to make sure you have a copy of it so y'all can give approval or you can use it for whatever you want to do. But yeah, there's definitely going to be a short form and a long form because I just did some quick calculations on my phone. Um, if I put everybody in that long format version, going to be like somewhere close to five hours making it the longest <laughs> video by far i've ever done so we got a lot yeah. to say yeah Nobody, and that's that's cool i'm okay that. with that i asked a group of people i'm happy so many people wanted to contribute um but more than likely the short form will be the tear maker style because also that's when we can cram the most jokes and funny stuff that got said into it <laughs> true it's true yes. if you do any like sort of editing things with um having our pictures in anything yes, i was gonna say that i yeah, would I prefer yeah, I would prefer that you put one of my uh, Trigun cosplays in there. I'll send I would you the one to that get I... all of them because <laughs> no matter what character it is, I will find a way to use it. Um, okay. Also, uh, I'm gonna, you know, just find I can turn any character or any image into a rectangle that fits on the tier maker tier list because even though you can make them in real time, <laughs> if you just have a still image of it. You can also do shit to yeah. it in video editing, which is the best thing about Tear Maker. You can live stream and move edit in real time, which saves so much time. But even when that's done, you can go and add stuff on top of that edit. It's beautiful. Perfect. Okay. I've um I've got a, a recording of this, so I'll just be sending you like my face, and you can. I, I've only got the <laughs> cool. audio from my side that's synced to that. No, but no, that's you, fine. You that's that's what we did last time, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, Exile, with that being said, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? That's right. Uh, so you can find me either on Twitch or on YouTube, uh, Twitch TV uh, slash Jupiter Exile, uh, or on YouTube at, um, I believe it's Jupiter Exile YT. All right. And uh, Clover, where can they find uh, your peachy self? All right. You can find me on. Uh... Instagram, Twitter, and most recently YouTube uh, at Peachy Clover. That's Peachy with an IE Clover. So basically, uh, yeah, you can check me out on those sites. Okay. With that being said, that brings this, you know, video slash overarching legendary thing, which I probably won't do until season two comes out because this is going to be a bitch to edit um, to a close. <laughs> um, final statement for me i just want to say for the listeners please do not use this as a deterrent from enjoying something you already like or mm -hmm. look at it as a negative 
a connotation and context. We're just giving our opinions based on the fact that this is actually a pretty old series and franchise. Inherently, we're going to have views differently from you new people who won't even touch the books, don't want to buy the books, or who will only watch the old show and not, you know, do the whole trifecta. It's basically like me with Black Lagoon. I actually read Black Lagoon. Everybody asks me what happens after Roberta, and they want me to literally tell them piece by piece by piece, but they won't pick up the damn book. It's annoying. Well, good luck trying to find Trigun anywhere, because they stopped printing them a long time ago. It's like $70 to get one yep. copy, and it's you got to hunt it down. I've been looking for copies everywhere. And that's yeah. old school license, so it would be mm -hmm. hard to find it on an aggregator. Yeah, um, yeah actually, the... Uh, Cry 3, like the company that made the Devil May Cry 3 manga went out of business the publication the publisher not capcom but the publisher went out of business so if you got a copy of that you better not lose that shit yeah actually the uh dark horse comics that um published trigun uh, they actually have their headquarters really close to my house it's like uh, 30 minutes away from my house Are you <laughs> whoa okay uh Ooh. you're gonna be helping me on a future video yes i'll pay you if I need to. <laughs> um I, hey, look, I already told everybody it was one of my New Year's resolutions to, you know, inject way more interviews on the channel. Mm -hmm. And I've been really lucky because almost everyone I've been booking is a CEO or they're some legend or they're some epic person within some form of media. I've been really lucky with interviews. Ironically, y'all videos did better than theirs did. But I guess, you know, humble <laughs> brag for y'all. But I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to talk to and review uh, and talk to these people about things and i am trying to actually get somebody from dark horse specifically so thank you for telling me that <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah no problem yeah all right and with that being said i will see you guys when i see you guys